All right, welcome to A Minor Detail. My name is Ryan Miner, and you are listening to A Minor Detail, brought to you by blogtalkradio.com. And we're here every Sunday night, and we have a big show tonight. My buddy Henry House is going to join me. Henry, welcome. Hello, Ryan. How are you tonight? I'm good. What's happening? Oh, not much. Just enjoying the holiday season. Okay, so tonight we're going to be talking about some corruption going on in Washington County. Henry, you're well-versed in what's happening, and I should preface this with this has been happening long before the last year, the last couple of years, So, um, but it's time that we talk about it. It's time that we get this out into the open, and we've been talking about some of these same issues for quite some time now, but you and I are going to go, to, we're going to go through what's happening in Washington County, and we're going to unwind it. Of course, you you still live there. It's my home for many, many years. But I want to know what your take is on it. I want to hear your perspective. We're going to balance this out. We're going to go through the facts. And look, we're just going to talk about this kind of stuff because uh, it's reached its peak with sexual harassment allegations, ethics violations, and just a number of issues. So Henry, um, back in late May, early June, um, it, the news broke that a Washington County commissioner um, was, uh, he had been accused of sexual harassment by a county employee, uh, Sarah Sprecher. And I'm speaking of Washington County Commissioner Leroy Myers, former state delegate, and there was a legal notice of claim that the former assistant county administrator, Sarah Lankford's record, she asserted that Myers had improperly hugged her, kissed her on the face, and placed his hand on her thigh, and that she wanted him to stop, and that it was unwelcome. That, and this all sort of stemmed around this thing that happened in Korea. So the county took a business trip to Korea. Do you want to talk about that, Henry? Do you want to speak to that and explain exactly what they were doing in Korea? Well, they they were prospecting to try to uh, generate business um, for Washington County by going to Korea. I believe, if my information is correct, if my memory is correct, this was the second uh, junket that they've had to Korea uh, in the last couple of years. And, you know, they, they were out there networking, trying to, you know, recruit businesses you know, hopefully in uh, South Korea that would be interested in uh, possibly, you know, if they they need something done in America, possibly be interested in relocating uh, some of their assets into Washington County. And because of the infrastructure we have here and the available space, it, try to find that fits in well. And I think it also ties in with the uh, governor who has some ties over into uh, uh, South Korea. Um, so, you know, it, it's, Sort of a, a, I think it's a, sort of a branch off of the state plan, and they, they were just trying to, you know, generate business here. Um, now, re- regarding the allegations and, and not allegations, but the the confirmations of what uh, Ms. Brecker um, brought forward, I mean, you you, you probably are more well versed in that than than what I am. I I just have what I've read in the newspaper. I haven't gone out and, uh, you know attempted to source additional materials. Um, you know, I, 
I can say that was poor judgment, but, you know, if we look at uh, what's going on in modern society right now at every level of, you know, whether it be the entertainment or elected officials, uh, apparently Washington County was just a little bit ahead of the reporting curve of some improprieties. Yeah, I would say uh, we have this issue where it none of this has been resolved yet. And, you know, let's go through it. Uh, Sarah Sprecher, who has been with the county for quite some time, rose her, worked her way up inside of county government and ultimately became the assistant county administrator. Now, it also stems to another individual in question, former county administrator Greg Murray, who for all intents and purposes, Henry, was fired. They won't say that, but he was fired. And I think you can make a good case that he was really fired without just cause. Suddenly, these three commissioners, or however many, they came back from Korea, and I don't know what the hell happened there, but apparently a lot more than just business development. And then they came back, they went to Leroy Myers' office up in Clear Spring and had a meeting. Jeff Klein wasn't there, and this meeting revolt was to discuss getting rid of Greg Murray for whatever reason. And one of these days, and I can tell you, I've, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have Greg on the show, and he's going to talk about what's been happening, and he just can't talk yet. But I can tell you that Greg has a story to tell, and boy, will he tell it. And, and for then Greg Murray got axed from the county, out of nowhere. In fact, Greg was supposed to stay on um, for another year. I mean, he, he had planned to retire, and Greg was with the county for 10 or so years. And under Greg's leadership, there wasn't a single tax increase. Their, their bond rating improved. And you can make a case that for the last 10 years, Washington County has been in great shape, fiscal shape, that is, well, all around. You know, the, the hiring practices have improved, uh, the way that the county conducts business and moves into different regions. And Henry, I mean, it's, I, I mean, have you had any complaints? Have your property taxes been raised in the last 10 or so years? I don't think so. Uh, my property tax has gone up some, but uh, probably not to the extent of maybe where you're, you're residing now. Um, well, but it, it has definitely, I can tell you, it has definitely increased over, you know, I, you know, ten year period. Yeah, it's probably gone up a few hundred. Um, it, you know, nothing significant, but that could have been the state side and not necessarily the county side um, of how it's proportioned out. Um, you know, I think there is, I think you're on to something that there's more to the Greg Murray issue than what meets the public eye. Um, there's some. Some people who I know um, who are attuned to county politics a little better than what I am, um, <laughs> they they sort of hinted that there is some things, some things were going on, and the dismissal maybe had something that was that that just isn't hasn't been made public out, out of uh, courtesy to Greg Murray. I don't know. Um, but it, it, there, there, there was a, a smackling of uh, 
of things that I've heard, um, and it's all been hearsay conversation. So I, I don't feel confident in, in relying upon that to to besmirch uh, Greg Murray because I think he did a decent job for the county. My issue with the county is uh, while we've seen some uh, growth here, I think we still miss a long-term vision to to grow the county and attract businesses that will significantly contribute to our county tax base and generate us uh, revenue and income for not just people who would move to the county to support that the industries that might locate here, but also the supporting industries for those individuals that would move here. So I, I think we've we've looked a little short-sighted. I don't know necessarily if that's Greg Murray, business development, um, the elected uh, county commissioners, but I, I think it's probably a team effort there that we just are not reaching as far as we could. And maybe this Korea the, the Korea effort, uh, which is, you know, do some development up at the old Fort Ritchie uh, base uh, in Cascade, that's that could be possible, you know, a, a, a boom for the, for our local economy. I, I can't say whether it will or won't. I don't know enough specifics on the project yet. Going back to the Korea trip, again, something happened, and there were several trips, and it cost the taxpayers quite a bit of money. And we'll see the end, the yield on that investment. So, um, and that'll, you know, we'll, we'll figure that's that's for a different discussion. And I'm, I'd be happy to get into to talking policy with some of our county leaders, but it doesn't seem like any of those leaders would be. I, well, I don't even want to call them leaders. Um, the county commissioner board is in complete disarray at this time. And like I said, it all stems back from the Korea trip and then the transition from um, County Administrator Greg Murray to Rob Slocum. And that was an interesting situation, how Slocum was even brought on. My question is, is how did Manpower, the organization that the county administrator or the county commissioners decided to use this um, uh, what what is it? Manpower is a it, it's a staffing company would be the best way I would describe it. A staffing company, you know, how do they even put Slocum through? In fact, I can tell you that certain county commissioners contacted me up until the night before Henry and said this guy from Cumberland was about to get the job, but then suddenly something changed where Slocum went in and he ended up getting the job. And listen, I get it. They give preference to local local people. You know, Slocum was an engineer, head of the engineering department, um, you know, highway engineer for for some time. But I can tell you that at least four different commissioners, or rather, no, not four, um, three, had said that he wasn't even qualified for the job. Um, that's what I was told. That how is it that somebody who was not even supposed to get the job ended up in the job and was given this mega salary bump? And county taxpayers should be alarmed in that Mr. Slocum may not even be qualified for this job. And so 
I mean, that's my opinion, and that was the opinion of commissioners. Henry, I had commissioners calling me the night before and saying, it's not going to be Slocum. It's not going to be Slocum. Then it turns out it was Slocum. And then I had commissioners afterwards. Well, maybe Slocum was the, maybe Slocum was the brokered you know, compromise. Well, When it's all said and done, if he had two stalwarts that were on the county commissioners and they had you know, two that were opposing him, only thing they needed to do was to sway the one. Well, I just don't understand. So it, it very easily could be a compromise, you know, in, in a closed door session. And, you know, I, can I say anything positive or negative regarding Slocum? No, because, you know, at this point, he's, he's sort of riding on the wave that Greg Murray had created. He's now... You know, we're going to start getting into his new planning process here coming into the new year. Um, so we're going to start I, to see the fruits of what his labors have been for, for the year. So, I mean, well, I can't really sit in judgment of him because I don't know what the vetting process was with manpower to determine whether he was the most qualified individual or was he the, the best qualified individual that would fit within the other parameters that the county commissioners were looking for. Well, it's no secret that Commissioner Myers told people who manpower, you know, told people that manpower was going to choose even before they announced it. Um, that's, that's, I have that information firsthand. And, right. you know, they weren't even, the commissioners weren't even given the resumes of the applicants. And I just want to be clear, I want to go on the record and say that there were applicants who were interviewed that were exponentially more qualified for the job than Rob Slocum. And Rob Slocum doesn't have a financial background. And there's even some talk that he's having difficulty calculating some of these employee raises correctly. And I, I'm just looking this, and, and I want to say this, Henry, for anyone who is listening and you know, I've worked very hard to develop my sources inside of county government, and I'll never burn them, and that's just something I won't do. And I can tell you that since Rob Slocum has been brought on as Washington County's new administrator, the morale has been low. I can tell you that people are definitely afraid of their jobs, that they see Rob as a micromanager who has a much different style than Greg Murray, I mean, Greg Murray had it all under control. I had, I mean, for anybody who are Greg Murray haters, and I know Leroy Myers is a hater, and it pains me that all, that all this is happening because I know all the players in this. Leroy is a friend of mine or was a friend. I don't know. Um, and, I mean, he's always been good to me. But who's going to stand up in Washington County and call what's right is right? And, you know, Look what happened to Sarah Sprecher. Um, look what happened to Sarah Sprecher. Ultimately, Henry, she decided to resign. And you remember the news report that came out where two commissioners even acknowledged that Leroy Myers did indeed kiss Sarah Sprecher. Now, he's denying the charges. At this point, you could say they're allegations, and that's, that would be a fair characterization. However, you have other commissioners coming out and saying that Mr. Myers did indeed break county policy. What do you make of that? Well, you know, it, 
here's the thing. I question the integrity of the investigation leading into it um, because we had, I believe it was attorneys doing a, a investigation into this matter. Now, certainly attorneys should be consulted on what, what is within the parameters of Washington County policy and their employment manuals. But um, I, I think we would have been better served by having someone who had a more in-depth experience in doing research. Um, the allegation, you know, at this point, the allegations made against him they they seem fairly strong, incredible. Uh, but it, you know, everyone has their day in court. I feel sorry for Sarah Sprecher because mm-hmm. I, I think what happened, she she had. She made a very bold choice to come forward, and then potentially that led to her having to suffer through a very difficult workplace environment that she obviously didn't feel that she could ever uh, continue to pursue a, a career within the Washington County government system. Um, That's the point. That's the so, point you, that you and I have talked about, and several people have talked about that here's a young person relatively close to my age. Sarah graduated two years ahead of me in high school. So that I'm 32, and I think that would place her either the 34 or 35 range. I don't know exactly. but We don't talk about women's age, Ryan. Uh, (laughs) Okay, well, is that a bad thing that I had to mention her age? Well, I, 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 I just... I, I refer to her as a, a, you know, refer to her as a young Sarah Sprecher. I'm sure she would appreciate that even when she's, in, when, even when she's uh, up to my age. Well, I I understand. Um, so the young Sarah Sprecher, who I grew up with, I know her and her family. They're they're great people, and she worked hard. She has been with the county government for quite some time, and in the end, it was she, the victim. And these allegations are more than credible. And let's just not mince words, because I know of multiple, not just this allegation, but there's more against Commissioner Myers. I know that. And it pains me because this guy's my friend. And it's just, it's difficult. It's painful. And my question is, is that the allegations, the preponderance of evidence is, is growing day by day. And you would think by now that, I mean, nobody has ever called on Commissioner Myers to resign. And I haven't seen it. I mean, maybe a few county citizens have, maybe, but nobody in leadership. I mean, Terry Baker is um, Commissioner Turtle, who sticks his head between his turtle shell and ducks away. I mean, this is a guy who said to the newspaper, with respect to sexual harassment claims, that it was a one-time thing. I mean, Henry, what kind of leader says that? That it was just a one-time well, thing. You know, but Ryan, I, I think we show the level of representation. They're dealing with issues that, unfortunately or fortunately, they've never had to deal with before. Uh, they are probably ill-prepared on talking points on the safe way to to say things, and I, I'm going to say that was a, a foolish statement. I mean, but I mean, we we can flip the the tables and just look at how 
some of the improprieties that have been reported down in D.C. over the last couple of months have been handled. And it makes you scratch your head that these people have been in leadership uh, running our country for the last 25 years. And, well, someone's an icon, and a couple of days later, the, well, they need to resign. Um, so I'm not going to, you know, I, I think his, his words probably could have been better chosen. Uh, but the, the, the bottom line is we, we have someone who has suffered consequences of being an employee within the Washington County uh, system. Nothing um, is, she suffered. No, I mean, she, my understanding is that after she came forward with the allegations or had at least asked him to, to knock it off the behavior, she went through the proper channels to file a complaint. She was told by the county's human resources director, a female, Stephanie Stone, that she should back off because Leroy Myers is a powerful man. That's, that's cronyism. That is the epitome. That's the heart of cronyism. And well, it might be the heart of cronyism, but it's all, it's unfortunately, it's also practicality of living within this community. Ron, you, you conveyed to me once a statement that, uh, Watch what you say because someone has friends. Um, yeah. So, you, you know, is, is that not any different? Um, so when I, you know, and I wasn't a, a Washington County employee. Uh, she she came forward. It was very bold. Uh, she had to know it, was, it would be career ending at some point within the county system because just too small of a system f to shift somebody from one department to another department. She was already too high up in the system to sort of be hid, so to speak, uh, to keep her and um, the alleged individual, you know, Leroy Myers, from having contact. Um, so it, it was really a, a, a no-win for her, and I imagine that even searching for employment within the local county in the public sector would be challenging for her at this point. I just don't understand why she's being punished when she was cl clearly a victim. Commissioners acknowledged, though, that she went through the proper channels to issue a complaint. And then she hired an attorney. And, you know, and it, the process was basically ignored. It's taken, what, eight, nine months? Um, but you know, but uh, let me ask you a question. Would, would she have been better served? By her name being redacted from from the communications, would she have been better served in, instead of, you know, being used as, as fodder within the you know to get column inches, um, with her name not being out in the public? I mean, there would be those that would know, but if they were, uh, isn't you know, that the point for, to, for it to go public? Well, I, I think one, once there was a. Uh, a, a completed investigation, but remember, her name was out there far in advance. I mean, there was already the accusation and such. Uh, you know, HR department, as soon as they receive the complaint, okay, probably sh the response, in my opinion, would not have been, okay, well, you need to be careful who you're pointing fingers at. Um, they should have immediately contacted the county attorney and notified them that there should be a investigation leading into this. And, and nobody, but they didn't take it seriously. 
but that that's where the problem is. But you, you know, I am unfortunately I can't say I blame Washington County on this because we have the exact same thing going on across the country, Ryan. It's not just Washington County that we have this issue with. It's all levels of government that you know we have come to see recently. Uh, it's in the public sector. I mean, we can look at the, what happened with a news anchor here this week. Um, so there, there is a lot of things going on that I think were I think HR was ill prepared to handle, and then the way that it was han- handled was oh well. He, you know, just be careful. You you don't want to incite anybody. Well, that's not the proper response. The proper response should be, we're going to start an investigation. Let's let's do the investigation, and then we'll we'll fill you in from this point forward and set a timetable and have a response. She should right. have been referred over to the county attorney to make a, a, a statement, and all of it should have kept her name out of the press for the time being. Until a suitable investigation was completed and there was enough evidence to support her claim, then to move forward. Well, and if, it, and if at that point, then you could easily say, you know, from the county administration side, um, Commissioner Myers, we, we think you need to make a decision about whether you should be representing the citizens of, of this county. Um, I mean, they can't force him to resign. I'm not sure what the process is, but well, if Henry, the commissioners are presented with I want to make a point here that HR pretty much blew her off. Then she sent a notice of claim. Exactly. I mean, they blew her off and said that Myers is a powerful man. Myers is a powerful man because he's rich. Myers is a powerful man because he spent 12 years in Annapolis. I mean, but then again, Matt Lauer was a powerful man. Charlie Rose was a powerful man. Um, the list goes on. Um, uh, Harvey Weinstein is a powerful man, was a powerful man. So, you know, she said. Well, you can say Bill O'Reilly was a powerful and he, he was eliminated in under a week. Yeah, I mean, but then again, he settled $32 million. So I'm, I'm just wondering, and I think, this is an, uh, I think this is a fair question to ask. Two commissioners even acknowledged that inappropriate behavior took place. There's. The preponderance of evidence is more than credible. There's so many other stories out there that we could go into. When's Commissioner Myers going to resign? When's he going to resign? It, it well, I don't be- think you're going to see him resign. If, he, if, if this suit uh, gets heard in a court before the next election and he were to lose, then I would imagine that there would be calls for him to step down in that role. Um, honestly, at that point, we're going to be so close to the general election. He may just try to fight through it and not worry with it. That's um, the, that's if he loses. I don't think he's going to run again. Um, although right, that could change. Um, I, you know, his wife is running for his wife who attended the Korean trips. Um, and by the way, I should mention this that. There are videos out there of some impropriety taking place during the Korea trip. Let's just say that. There are some videos out there. Okay. I've seen them. I have them. I'm not going to release them. If they were released, 
it, it just wouldn't go well. So I've seen, I, I know what has happened. I've talked to, I've talked to the people who were on the trip and I've done my due diligence. I've been putting together this story for months because it seems like nobody else would, <laughs> nobody else is touching this. And this is all very painful to me because here's this guy that I've known for a long time that I've respected, Leroy Myers, you know, has been a, a good guy to me, but I'm, I'm, I'm torn, man. I, I got to tell you. And I see this as, and I, I see Sarah Sprecher whose career, I don't think her career is ruined, Henry. I think that she would likely need to go outside of the county to get employment. And she did a great job at the county, but they were, they were looking for a reason. They were finding, I mean, Commissioner Kiefer was trying to find a reason to fire her. And look, there's a voting block on the commissioner board now, Henry. There's three commissioners. There's Leroy Myers, there's Terry Baker, and there's Wayne Kiefer. That's three. That's all it takes to get anything passed in Washington County. Three commissioners. Then you have Jeff Klein. Then you have Mr. Klein, Commissioner Klein, out on his own island. And then you have John Barr, who is kind of sort of the Anthony Kennedy of the commissioner board. He can go either way. But it also makes it awkward because Leroy Myers and <laughs> Leroy Myers and John Barr are brother-in-laws. So you can see how intertwined this, this county is. And so then you have a whole other element to the story, which is Jeff Klein. <laughs> These other commissioners are targeting, are targeting Jeff. And then Jeff was accused of leaking confidential information to the press or to, to county individuals and whatnot. And the Board of County Commissioners brought an ethics complaint against him and sent him to the Ethics Commission. And so it's Jeff Klein versus the the rest of this crew, right? I mean, isn't that sort of what's happening well, do, now? Do you, do you not think that uh, Jeff Klein um, actually is uh, positioning himself very well for a new election run? Because he's the independent voice from the county commissioners. He's the one that stood up to what has taken place. Um, if I was Jeff Klein, I just would not go buy any cannolis and have him sitting, sitting beside me in the car. Because <laughs> he, he's, I, I think he's irritated a lot of people in, in this community. And but he's, I think he's also opened up the eye. Well, for the same reason Sarah Sprecher potentially, uh, you, you know, I think he 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 ruffled ruffled some feathers, and uh, you know feathers. for that reason, oh, the fellow county commissioners, wouldn't you think that uh, you know he he's ruffled some feathers with uh, some information that he shared that wasn't uh, portrayed to him as confidential information, um, well, I, and that information point. got shared. You know, I think the same. I think the point is is that it was never. The argument is, is that it was never confidential information. The the report that he's allegedly leaked, there was no leak because it was never deemed confidential. Um, so there's a there's a whole unique element that you know Jeff Klein has been batting back at what's happening on the commissioner board amongst the 
Baker, who is not a leader. I mean, Baker's a leader in name only. I mean, Jeff has been standing up to the good old boys, and Terry Baker epitomizes that. And, then, you know, Terry Baker is this beloved figure in Washington County. But why is that, Henry? Why does everybody seemingly love Terry Baker? What has he done? I mean, where's what leadership does he? I mean, I, I don't get it. I've never understood the whole phenomena around Terry Baker. I mean, here's a guy that had a cushy job as a Washington County public school teacher who basically cut a deal with former superintendent Betty Morgan to stay on board and was making this big salary. And then Clayton Wilcox came in and basically said, look, you know, you have like two students in your class and you're not going to be, yeah, this is a waste of money. And then Baker retired and he's running for Congress. Um, I just don't see what he really has done. What leadership has he exhibited? I haven't seen it. And that's an honest assessment. What is it because that, you know, around every time, Know, every few years, there's an election, and then Terry Baker shows up and yucks it up with locals up in Clear Spring, and and there's well, I, I mean, Clear Spring is not a power voting block within this community, though. If we look at the representation on the county commissioners, all of them fall in uh, a different, uh, you know, Maryland State District than the majority of Washington County. I mean, you know, essentially the Williamsport over to uh, the Allegheny County line. They all, you know, the same seat that the Leroy Myers wife is running for uh, that he formerly held. That's where the representation is. I, I mean, I know Terry Baker. I think he's a very likable individual. Um, as far as achievements, okay, you, you, I can't think of things negative to pin against Terry Baker. Um I, I know that may not make <clears throat> make you feel good, but sometimes when you have a politician that you can't really think of anything negative against, the politician didn't do that bad of a job. Uh, he he didn't torpedo anybody. Um, this uh, this whole situation, I think, really was, you know, handled very unprofessionally. Starting with HR and then going over to the county commissioners, it was handled like. People don't know how how to deal with these details in a real life. In in your your role working in the public sector, if you had a situation like that and you made an accusation regarding another employee to HR, you would expect that there would be swift justice doled out and uh, a thorough review done. There would be, but it didn't happen that way because the culture inside Washington County favors the good old boys well it, it was probably the it was probably um interpreted that oh well we'll never go anywhere you should just let it let it lay forget that this happened and, and you're going to be just fine um sorry as, as soon as that first layer of the onion was peeled back there's a whole lot more layers of the onion that's going to occur and there's going to be some crying that's going to take place and that's where we're at right now it's still going to go deeper. Uh, you know, you you can say, well, it's Terry Baker's lack of leadership, but you remember we have a three-person block there that sort of, you know, started this boulder rolling down the hill. Um, some of it is saying, hey, you know, we, we'll, we'll have your back, you have our back if we ever need it. You know, the political fa favors that maybe get paid back somewhere down the line. 
Um, I, I think that there's going to be a wholesale change in a lot of our county leadership um, coming up at the next election. I just, you know, I don't know whether it's going to be an all Republican county commissioner board uh, like it currently is. But I think there's going to be some wholesale changes. There's going to be some people who are there who maybe decide not to run again, but there's going to be some who are running who probably will not win. And if they do win, it won't be by the same margin that they they have won with in the past. Well, from from my perspective, from talking to people inside of the community, just listening, not even broaching the subject, people – I see people when I'm in Washington County, people have said, Hey, you know, keep doing what you're doing. And I don't, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm just putting out stories. Um, but they, they say that they're ready for a change. They really want to turn the page and who knows they could, they could but you know, Ryan, looking at County politics, um, every, Two to three elections, there there is a, a large turnover of county commissioners. Um, you know that's the way it, it has been, at least for the last you know thirty years. I've been following it. There there's been you know turnover. Um, you know, I imagine Terry Baker will run again. I well, he is. He's already I signed don't know up. If, yeah, so I, I, but honestly, I don't know if he's going to. I don't know if he's going to win um, at the, with the same margin as what you know would that put him in the leadership role. Um, Jeff Klein, I, I you know I think he'll he'll be fine. Um, you know, Leroy Myers, John Barr. I don't know if they're going to run, especially with uh, Leroy's wife running uh, for his former seat. Um, and then we have uh, can't imagine. The, the one who was appointed. I just can't imagine how that's going to go over well as, you know, the spouse running for the former, you know, the former seat against an incumbent, Mike McKay. And look, I got my issues with Mike McKay. There's not many. Um, I have my issue that he decided that he was going to take on another county office in Allegheny County, but when ultimately that fell through, he decided for the next best thing, which leads me to believe that he's really that the, the, the district one C seat is his second best choice. That's, you know, I, I, I think that there's another candidate in the race, Jordan Lysak, that would be more suited for the times and has certainly some new energy, a lot actually, and a bright future ahead of her who has done quite a bit in her young career and her activism that would be a powerhouse candidate. And so I look at Leroy's wife, why would she want to ever run when they're embroiled in a scandal? I mean, Leroy Myers is an embattled county commissioner. And then they're going to have to explain the Korea trip. They're going to have to explain a lot. And that comes down well, to whether the and if the people can't trust them, then there's, they're going to be in for a rude awakening. Come, I mean, there's a whole that's that's an entirely different element, and we'll talk about the one C race at another time. 
And I really don't want to talk about that tonight, but I, I'm more so right. interested. I'm really interested in finding justice for Sarah Sprecker, who her work conditions became so unbearable due to the county administrator. She wasn't even allowed in closed session meetings. She, she made this complaint, and I can't imagine having to sit next to her, the person for whom she has filed a complaint against during these meetings. You saw the picture. Henry and the Herald Mail that was taken. It it looks right. it was it was almost it was grating almost. And I felt so bad for Sarah. And you're right, she made a bold decision that had lasting impacts on her career. And every time somebody types in her name, this is gonna come up. And I'm sure that's not what she wants, but good for her for coming forward. And that takes a lot of bravery. I mean, and it's true. Leroy Myers is a powerful county commissioner in that he has money and that he's worked in Annapolis. He's made those connections. And um, I, I just have grown not to be afraid of any politician whatsoever. I, I, you know me, Henry. <laughs> I don't I don't scare easily. Um, and I I've been threatened before. You know that I've been knocked right. down and. You know, we took on Karen Harshman and we won. And I've, I've, you know, my job is to just call out the facts and present the alternative side of the story here. But I just feel deep down, you know, you have a, you have a daughter, Henry. I have a daughter. And I, and I think if this happened to her, I would want the system to work on her behalf. And as parents, there's really nothing that we can do other than sit back and support her. But I felt like Sarah had no support when she came forward, that her complaint wasn't taken seriously, that they ignored it because it would have caused more problems. And they basically said, just kind of let this go, right? Just, you know, you don't want to get involved in this and maybe we can handle it other ways. And I'm, and I'm sure that we'll probably see some sort of settlement in the future. I wouldn't be surprised. But I just, I think back to everything that she's been through, and she's the one who had to resign her position. And that, that really is what I'm stuck on. And that makes me... But, but, here, here's, but here's a societal problem, Ryan. The victim of the event becomes the victim long-term. Um, you know... And I'm not, you know, we, we have Monica Lewinsky for crying out <laughs> loud. Okay, we, we our our mind immediately jumps to one thing. Okay, um, Bill Clinton skated free. Yeah. Essentially out of that. I, I mean, yes, they, we we had all the, the the gears turning, but you know, to this day, he he still really has not taken a level of. Uh, discipline that he should have for what, what, what took place. Um, and I'm not equating anything that Sarah Sprecher did compared to Monica Lewinsky, uh, Commissioner Myers to President Clinton. But wh what I'm saying is she's being victimized twice. Mm. She, if the allegations, um, which you know, they've been investigated and you know, there's still reasonable um, suspicion that they, they are, are true, if those allegations hold up in court, um, she, she's still, she's being victimized because she had to leave her employment. She's being victimized because every time she puts her name in 
for a position, regardless of whether it's in Washington County or it's in Spokane, Washington. And they do a research and they say, may we contact your former employer? Do you really think she wants uh, the phone number, you know, put down the phone number of uh, Mr. Slocum to as a, a reference? No, and I hope that she puts down the phone number of Greg Murray, who also really has a legitimate beef with the county. Talk about somebody who has done his job and has done it well, and he got a raw deal. I mean, here's a guy that really knows everything there is to know about the county's finances. And then look what happened. They sacked his wife, Deb Murray. And why is that? Why are mm -hmm. they getting rid of everybody around Greg Murray? Why is Rob Slocum getting rid of everybody around? I mean, they made up this phony thing that, you know, this thing about the loan. I mean, look, let's talk about Deb Murray a little bit. Deb Murray, she spent 25 years with Washington County. She took it from a negative fund balance of $3 million, and it was struggling, you know, to make payroll of almost $40 million, and then she guided through the county through one of the greatest recessions in history, and no tax increases for 18 years. The bond rating went up from you know, a double A plus in the midst of the recession. Um, and the first year when revenue really started increasing to where other issues could be addressed, they, they stick her under arguably an inept administrator with no financial acuity. And then they fire her without even talking to her. They fire her not only not even talking to her, they bring her in the room. It happened on her birthday. <laughs> That's cold. Deb Murray, who has well, practically given her career, her life, to, to this county. And they make up this phony thing about the loan. They knew about the loan. They've had to. Somebody had to sign off. And so they bring her in. They sack her. And that was it. Nothing. I, I, I'm sorry. But the, the, I, this is this is a Slocum starting to put people who he wants to trust uh, and surround himself with people who he he chooses to put trust in. Um, so he's he's starting to build his own army up, uh, replacing the leaders of of departments and to people who he has a degree of faith in. I mean, does her resume and her experience speak that, oh, she shouldn't have been sacked? Certainly. But um, also the fact that she was the wife of the fellow who you just took the, the job from, and it wasn't necessarily a amicable, um, you, know, you know, taking over his job. It could raise some suspicions in his mind that maybe there there's something there, and he, I'm sure he's just trying to solidify his base so that he's insulated and he has a, a, a way to, you know, get around things if he needs to dodge around them, or he has, you know, someone who he can trust when he asks for something. And he has someone he can trust. You know, if he's financially um, if he can't read a, a, a financial statement, let's say, he's going to probably want someone in that position that's not going to round out, but he can't read a financial statement, but well, that's, who will that's, also 
walk him through step by step on how do you read a financial statement? And maybe Deb Murray wasn't that person for him. Well, I can tell you that, you know, Deb Murray has kept the county afloat. It's finance. There's nobody who knows the budget better than Deb Murray, Greg Murray, for that matter. I can tell you, I've met with Greg Murray many times, uh, have talked to him um, years prior to any of this because I had questions about the whole, how, how county government operates. I didn't know a whole lot at one right. time, and I asked Greg Murray, and I mean, Greg Murray made my head spin. I took notes. I went and met in his office, and we had a nice conversation about how county finances work. And so, you know, it raises us to pitch. Yes, true. They they brought her in, and, and, and it's, it's like they seemingly manufactured a reason to fire her. And we're going to get to the bottom of that, I'm sure. I believe that Deb Murray should hire an attorney. And she should, I think that there's, there's some legal recourse somewhere down the line. I don't know what it is quite yet. And I've talked to a few attorneys who have had different opinions on what she can do. So, you know, not only that, Henry, you probably heard about this ethics commission, right? Have you been following that story in the newspaper? Uh, I have, you know, the one that uh, hosted, uh, you know, Commissioner Klein and yourself and uh, some other uh, local individuals in the community. Yes. So I want to tell you what happened. I filed an ethics complaint against Ron Slocum and Commissioner's President Terry Baker. And basically my complaint said that they used the, the prestige of their office for the benefit of themselves and others and the way that they conducted themselves by when when Commissioner Meyer, or rather Commissioner Klein, had asked that the, a, a line be inserted in the September 9th press release that said Myers did indeed violate county policy, Klein sent an email to Slocum and said, hey, you know, look, this press release that you guys are going to send out is incomplete. It needs to show that Myers did indeed violate county policy. That was not included. So I brought two detailed complaints before the Ethics Commission, and they arranged a time for me to come speak to the commission on my birthday, nonetheless, on November the 15th. So here's what happened. I show up. I get there on time, grab a cup of coffee, walk up the street, get situated, walk into the lobby of the county uh, administration building. The deputy sheriff patched me in, checked me in, make sure that I was not <laughs> not carrying, and uh, was asked to go wait inside of an interior lobby. And then I was greeted by county administrator Rob Slocum's aide, Krista Hart, who, by the way, was only weeks before saying to her colleagues inside of the county administration building that she was going to hire an attorney and sue me for libel or slander or some sort, some one of the two forms of defamation, because I had written an article about her salary bump and had um, written that county employees contacted me and said that um, 
her salary bump went up to 15% from what she was making before, which was out of line with the step increases. But that's, I'm speaking parenthetically right now. That's, a, so that's, any, a, that's, a, that's another story, right. That's, that's another story. So I was greeted at the door by Krista Hart and Emmett Burke, who escorted me back a long hallway and walked me inside of the conference room. And there inside of the conference room seated was three of the commission members, uh, the county attorney and two employees in the back. I sat down, I greeted everyone. The ethics commission is made up of five individuals. However, Walter Bell resigned earlier this year, which has left a vacancy on the ethics commission board. And they're all five white males above the age of 50. There's no diversity whatsoever. There's no women. Okay. No, Let me ask you a first question. What, what, um, those, those positions are appointed, correct? By they the are county commissioners. By the county commissioners. Okay. Um, so you, you, you have that working against you. Uh, the fact that they're, I, I can't speak whether, you know, why there's not a female there, but, um, as far as, you know, white males, as that's, still a very large share of the population within the, the county itself. Um, could they add a little bit more diversity in there? Certainly. But um, I'm not sure. What, what is the uh, term for people serving on the ethics board? Well, there's the terms are staggered and they're appointed by the commissioners. And I think it's every, I think it's every two years and I'd have to get you more information about that. I had researched it, but nonetheless, right. when I got inside, there was John Louderback, Alan Swope, Brian Kane, and Jay Emmett Burke. And so the ethics commission are typically made up of people inside of the community who are there, who are, you know, beyond reproach. And I got in and we started and I placed my pocket digital recorder on the, the table and county and the assistant county attorney, Kirk Downey, that we both know, said, no, you can't record. No, you can't record. And I said, well, that's going to be a problem because I want this on the record. And they said, well, this is not subject to the Open Meeting Act, so I couldn't record it apparently. And I wanted to get what I was going to say on the record, on file, so in the event that any of my words were misconstrued and that I would have an on the record report. So anyway, I, I, you know, like Jim Comey, I get out to the car immediately and take contemporaneous notes. I mean, all this was playing through my head. I mean, I took down everything that I can could is if there's anything that I've learned from Jim Comey, it's to take as much detailed notes as possible. So, I'm sitting there and I said, well, okay. So we, we um, went back and forth for a few moments and finally I relented and I'm thinking to myself, Ryan, I drove all the way up from Montgomery County. I left early in the morning. I'm not going to, I'm not going to provide this testimony to this commission. I'm here to make a statement. Okay. So I put away my recorder and they asked me again, Mr. Miner, are your devices turned off? And I said, yes, I'm turning it off. This is, I'm, I'm not going, you know, attorney, an, an attorney was in the room, two attorneys rather. One said he didn't right. consent. So 
had I left it on, I, I would have been breaking state law, um, the, the intercept law, and I'm, I'm not about to break the law. So I turned off my devices and um, then we proceeded in which I had asked the county admin or the county attorney, Kirk Downey, to recuse himself on the grounds that he is the person who is advising the county commissioners. His job is to be there to protect the county commissioners, which there was a conflict. Commissioners, President Baker, they all signed off on this statement. And of course, what is Kirk? Kirk Downey is not going to be on my side. He has a clear conflict of interest in this process, and I asked him to please recuse himself. And the commission were taken aback. They were a little curious about why I would ask him to step aside, but they, they debated for a moment Then I was asked to leave the room. So they escorted me outside of the room, back into the interior lobby. I waited and for a few moments, and it was around like 9.47, 9.48 or so. And maybe it was five, 10 minutes or so, and Jay Emmett Burke, the chairman of the Ethics Commission, came back and fetched me. However, he pulled me off to a side room next to the county administrator's office. And by the way, County Administrator Slocum was in his office the entire time. I didn't say anything to him. I think we locked eyes for a second, but we didn't exchange any words. And why would we? Here I am to file an ethics complaint against him. And so the, the chairman asked me, they said, you, you're, you can come back in, but there's a conditional return that you, you surrender your electronic devices. And I'm thinking, what? Um, I was extraordinarily uncomfortable with that, Henry, to surrender my electronic devices. So I said, well, look, I'm here. I, I don't want to do this, but I'm here to provide testimony. So I said, fine, okay, I'll play along. Now, at the time, I didn't think about asking them to take my electronic devices inside of the room or at least where I can keep them in plain sight. No, I had to turn my electronic devices off, or rather, I had to turn them over. And guess who I had to turn them over to, Henry? County Administrator. Oh, uh, your Rob, friend who you met. County Administrator Rob Slocum's executive assistant. I, I'm sure in hindsight that they would have chosen any other person but Krista Hart for me to turn over my electronic devices. Now, I had, I did not turn my phone off. Um, my laptop does not have a passcode because I rarely, if ever, take my laptop outside of the home. And if I do, it's always in my sight. There's virtually no time where I wouldn't have my laptop in front of me. And I, I don't keep a passcode on it. On my phone, I do, Henry. And my digital recorder, I, I certainly don't. There's no lock. There's no mechanism to... Um, right or passcode entrance. So I had a laptop case. It was a beige type of case that I put my devices inside and I handed them over to Krista Hart. And at the time I wasn't thinking, well, maybe I should ask for another county employee. I mean, it all happened so fast. Henry. I really should have stopped at that point and said, I would really feel comfortable. Maybe if the deputy sheriff had come in and I handed him my 
my devices, right? I mean, he's an independent bystander in all this. How do I know that when I was in the back testifying that Ms. Hart or County Administrator Slocum were not rummaging through my electronic devices? Certainly could be possible. They had asked Jeff Klein to turn over his electronic devices. What's to say that they weren't curious and decided to have a field day and scroll through mine. I mean, that's certainly not implausible. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if they tampered with my devices or not. I'm going to go on the, I, I'm hoping they didn't. Um, and if they did, then we'd have an even bigger problem. Now I asked them if they did, <laughs> they, they're not going to respond. They don't respond. So anyway, I go back inside of the ethics commission room and we begin to testify. Oh, by the way, I didn't have my notes in front of me, Henry. I had all my notes on my laptop. I, I always take detailed notes. That's why I brought my laptop. I can see much better rather than reading a piece of paper. My eyes have adjusted to the, the laptop screen. I mean, I write everything on my laptop or, um, and whatnot. So I wanted to read from my testimony, but of course I couldn't at that time. And I told the the commission chairman that I had my notes, but nope, I still had to turn it over. So inside I, I gave my testimony and the whole time I was giving my testimony, Alan Swope, who's a retired Maryland state trooper who has longtime connections with Terry Baker. There dozens of sources have told me these guys are close friends. They're allies. They've, you know, he, he was instrumental in a group called Citizens for the Protection of Washington County. You might be familiar with that group, Henry. I'm not sure. Um, and he was rolling his eyes. He, you could hear him making audible sighs. He was confrontational. And to the point where he was smirking at me, and it was patronizing to the point where I had to stop and ask him, and if we ever have the opportunity to read the notes that were being taken, or the minutes rather, in the back by the two and the two female county employees, you would you would you would see that I said, you know, are you going to continue smiling at me, or can I continue my testimony? And the guy was just downright condescending. There was no way that this guy was a fair and unbiased commission member, and. I'm in the process of filing a complaint. I'm going to the State Ethics Commission. I have an attorney. This guy should not be on the Ethics Commission. There's no way to hear a complaint against a personal friend of his. And that's the problem with the whole setup. The form of it all is discouraging to anybody who, ha who has a real complaint. And I believe I had a real complaint. Anyway, the other members of the commission, they listened to my testimony. They pushed back a bit. Brian Kane had some logical points, but the tone of the conversation was set from the, from the very beginning that there was no way that they would ever rule in my favor. And this was a done deal from the very beginning. And I was just there. I don't know if it was for show, but I was, I was there as a courtesy. However, Kirk Downey, he was writing the opinion. And so, nonetheless, I left about a half an hour after my testimony, and I felt pretty awful. I gathered my devices, walked out, and went inside of my car on West Washington Street and started taking notes. And 
So the process began. And I know Commissioner Klein visited the Ethics Commission that same day, but he didn't have his attorney with him. He's being represented by Ira Cook that we know. And mm -hmm. it turns out that the, the report was released um, late last week, the opinion rather, and the opinion states, um, and I have it here in front of me and I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but they cleared, they cleared everyone in, that a complaint was filed against. And so I'm looking into an appeals process, but Jeff Klein had to go back on Monday, November the 27th. And according, from, according to my sources is that they were basically arguing that he had released confidential information and that the report, the opinion was written in a way for Commissioner Klein they cleared him, but they basically said they they said what they you should have known better. Yeah, and and so um, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna put out a, an entire story about what happened. Um, but the but the ethics commission, my understanding is that they're there to listen. Yes, that they're out there to ask questions, but confrontationally. To be confrontational, to to be rude to the person who is providing testimony, I I really wish that they would make a public statement and explain Mr. Swope's behavior. There is no reason that man should be on the commission. Funny enough, I can't even find the minutes well, that I, I can't even find the minutes that authorized him to be on the commission or that the the commissioners approved his last tenure. I mean, they're down a commissioner member, and I hope, I hope that whomever is appointed next to this commission should be a female or a minority. It's just not very representative of the community as a whole. And I'm not saying that it had any bearing whatsoever on the outcome of the decision. I'm just saying that in this day and age, that diversity isn't necessarily a bad thing. And Washington County certainly could, could use a dose of diversity every once in a while, Henry. Um, and that's, I'm not making any other judgments on them. I mean, they, I'm sure that they're all decent men, but then you have John Louderback, who is a member of the commission and he's like writing on the Herald Mail Facebook feed, like posting the commission commissioners, um, the commission's report and opinion. I don't know if they designated John Louderback as their their, their speaker for the group, but I, I really hope that Mr. Swope is reevaluated next time and that he is limited in his term. So I don't know. What do you make of all that? Well, I mean, I understand your that that's you said a lot over the last uh, few minutes. Um, I understand your suspicion regarding the assistant to Rob Slocum and of course, Rob Slocan, turning your devices over. Personally, I would have said they're not leaving my eyesight. They can sit over on the desk beside us. I'll ver you know, you can verify that they're all turned off, but they're not leaving my eyesight. Um, I understand your suspicion, but I, I'm I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt that they're not going to go rummaging through your your information. Sure, um, I do. I'm giving them the benefit. okay. I mean, so let's let's move past that. Um, the the conduct 
the the problem with the ethics commission in this stead was it was something that was going directly against the people who appointed them. So there, it's impossible for them to be 100% impartial yeah. uh, because they were appointed by, you know, it, it probably is a friend or they, they helped out in someone's campaign or whatever uh, for them to get that position. I know it's an application process, but, you know, you and I both know you, you put your name in and it's sort of a, uh, a nod, nod, wink, wink. And if if they want you in, you're going to get that that role. Right. Um, so the I, I think the ethics panel in this in this regard should have actually been referred to a neutral body that uh, did, that were not appointed by the county commissioners. Um, that would have left for a little bit a little bit better hearing for both yourself and Commissioner Klein. And I, I'm not questioning the integrity of any of the individuals there. I know a couple of the names that you that are on the board, and yeah. I hold them in high regard. And they're they're honest and trustworthy people. I'm just saying the appearance on the outside would have been better if it would have been a neutral commission. Um, how I do understand. You, how do we work around that? Given what how the law is currently in its in the form that it is, would it have been better if it was before an entirely different body? I mean, the ethics commission is appointed; they did their their duty according to the county um, the county charter. They, they fulfilled what their their county what what their obligations were to the county. The, That's right. The problem the the problem arises that no one anticipated when this was drafted, however many years ago it was drafted, that the ethics board would be hearing complaints directly against the members that approved their positions to the extent of what we're talking about today. Uh, so do you say, well, why don't we maybe utilize the city of Hagerstown's ethics panel since they're already in town and they're familiar with what's going on? Would they be able to give an impartial fee? Possibly. Um, could you look at a neighboring jurisdiction, Frederick or Allegheny, which I'm sure has an ethics panel? Would they be abreast enough of what the Washington County policies are to be able to hear this in a neutral state? Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of nuances there, and it's something that that unfortunately couldn't be addressed prior to your meeting because it, I don't recall it having occurred in the past. Uh, with regards to Kirk Downey, who you know you you mentioned, we both know I I, I see Kirk about every week. Uh, yes, he does represent the the county commissioners. He represents the the county as a whole. Um, you know he has obligations to his employer. To you know, advise them the best legal way to avoid uh, issues, and him being present in the meeting. I don't, you know, for me personally, I don't know if that would have set off red flags. I mean, you're you're certainly more uh, more alert to situations such as that. Um, for me, 
it, it wouldn't have uh, phased me in, in either direction. Um, but, uh, you know, the conduct of a board member, you, you know, they're, they're watching too much C-SPAN. You know, if they're doing smirks or they're interrupting you as you're trying oh, to proceed yeah. giving your your story, um, I, I think that's that's part of the problem. There, there should be a proper decorum, and whoever was the chair of the committee should have, you know, as soon as you 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 brought it to their attention, he should have immediately reprimanded the individual so it wouldn't continue. Um, why that wasn't done, I don't know, but. You know, I wasn't in that meeting. And, and, and look, they haven't spoken and given their side, and I always try to be fair, and they may have a entirely different characterization of what occurred. But I am giving my side, and so that's what my impression was. I felt a bit slighted, and I felt that while the commission member – other. The other commission members didn't – there was nothing overt about their display or the way that they were going to rule. I mean, the tone of the question, sure, I mean, but I can understand that the, there was no visible expressions in support of or against me other than Mr. Mr. Swope. And I felt that Mr. Swope's actions at that time, I mean, he should have curtailed that. I mean, get it under control. You're there. I mean, if it, what if it, he would have been appointed to a jury? Um, and I mean, essentially, that's, it wasn't a jury, but you know, this, you're making a right. an important decision on behalf of, uh, you know, drilling on an an, an action and the 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 ethical ordinance of the county to hold public account uh, officials accountable inside of county government. But we'll see what happens there. And not to belabor the point, um, the commission ruled, they made their decision. While I disagree with it, I accept it, understand it, but this is not the end. This is not the end of this. Um, I have a few other things that are in the works. But, Henry, the bottom line, and we'll wrap up because people are probably getting tired. Um, right. The bottom line here, Henry, is, is that County government has a long ways to go. We, we know the inside. We know the out of how Washington County works. And I think all of this could change next year if people step up to the plate and run for office and there's some new blood that goes through. People always complain, but I would think that People could be the residents in Washington County are probably tired of what's happening at the commissioner board and are fed up and they may have the mentality to throw all the bums out. They may say, oh, I'm done with all these guys. And it could be a, a, a clean slate. No pun intended. Uh, it, it still boils down to name recognition, um, which I, I think you're, you're keenly aware of. It's, you know, the, the names are out there. They're going to probably be the ones that are going to be uh, most highly considered to to get back in. Um, I I do question, you know, I I can't say I found anything negative against uh, Mr. Kiefer, um, but I question his 
his name recognition are, are across the county. I know he's been at many county activities to try to increase his profile. Uh, yeah. Jeff Klein, I, I think, has has the name recognition that uh, sure. he should uh, seriously be considered. Terry Baker has proven that he's won in the past. He's filed again. So I guess it's a wait and see. Um, with Commissioner Myers and uh, Commissioner Barr, you know, this this may be their 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 last last time uh, serving as county commissioner, and if that that's the case, and there's definitely two seats open. Um, when there's going to be a panel of ten people that are going to be running for five seats available here, so it's just a, a wait and see to see how things develop. Well, it'd be nice to see if one female could be elected or two, to have some balance, to have some diversity on the board. I think that's what's needed, and it's difficult for certain people. You know, look at the city of Hagerstown, for example, Henry. And you see that, that 22 people filed for a vacant seat to fill former councilman Don Munson on the city council. And some of these names I've never heard of, and some of these names have run before. And that just begs the question, you've been through an application process before where you've applied for a vacancy, um, but mm-hmm. you've also yourself run for public office. And it just strikes me as odd that some of these candidates who want to be in elected office, who apply for a vacancy, haven't run prior to that. And I, I think that you, if you really want to understand the political process and you're passionate about changing public policy or affecting good policy and standing up for your community and be a community voice and being a leader, then go out and run yourself. And my point is, is that you had 22 people and, you know, 75% of those folks that applied, I had no idea who the heck they were. And they've never run for office before. They've never volunteered on a, a, a city board or they've not really done anything. That just kind of strikes me as odd. I mean, you were very active in the community. At one time, I was very active in the Washington County community. Um, but if you want to step up and push forward for good public policy, then put your name on a ballot. I mean, this is the year to do it. Lots of people are running for office. And females, um, I really encourage women to get involved and run for public office in Washington County. The problem is you're right, Henry, that they don't have that name recognition, that it's hard to build that. These guys have been doing this for years. And, I mean, you you could spend what? Thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars in a commissioner race. Washington County is a big place. You have to. You and I were all over the county, and we didn't have nearly as enough as as much time as we needed. With full time jobs, weekends hard. We, we we didn't get to nearly every nook and cranny of the county that we wanted to get to. We didn't even we, cover twenty percent of what we needed to get get into, and that was. Uh, every night of the week and then all day on Saturday and half day on Sunday uh, for two months. So, Uh, yeah. And that's, and there's a lot of people, there's a lot of territory to cover and geographically it's massive. So, and, and not to mention the, the amount of money and the amount of time, but candidates should step up and run. And if they want to clear out some of this, Corruption. I mean, look, here's what happened. Bottom line is, is that if they want, if you want Rob Slocum gone, and many people do, 
And I will say this, that people inside of county government talk to me all the time. It's not just one or two. It's a lot. And Rob Slocum, if, if Rob's listening, people are – they're really frustrated by his lack of leadership. And it's nothing personal. And some is, but some isn't. It's just that they're frustrated with his decision-making process. And they just don't think that he's the best guy and he's not cut out for the job. And I really hope he changes. I mean, I really, I don't want to see the county and community fail. Why would I? I mean, that's, well, you know, Rob Rob Slocum's been on the job for about six months or so. Um, You know, it is a major role that you have to grow into. It's vastly different from working in a single department uh, within the county system to overseeing everything. Um, You know, hopefully his management skills, as that's some things that you're citing is a a grave concern, hopefully his management skills will uh, continue to be honed um, and he'll become a more effective manager. Hopefully the people who are in charge of the departments, he has faith in them and the work that they're doing and hope, you know, as proceed, he, he can minimize their micromanaging and, and put the trust into the people who are there to do the job. Yeah. I, I mean, really what he should is do is hire Greg Murray as a tutor. I think he'd, <laughs> he, he should really hire Greg Murray and have a tutoring session two or three nights a week for an hour at a time. And he should review County Government 101 and to help him grow into his role. And or at least bring Greg Murray back on as a consultant um, who would kind of be a a great force inside of County Government. Greg's very well respected. And so... Do do you think that um, Rob Slocum possibly was a placeholder for something grander down the line? You mean for somebody else? I don't maybe know. Maybe not with That's... his current, maybe not with his current uh, compo- composure of the board, but, um, you know, as people are running for seeking county commissioner position here in the next year, um, they might have a stronger vision, a different vision of the county than what Mr. Slocum does. And maybe he's just a, a placeholder to, you know, for them until they can do a national search to bring somebody in to ramp up the Washington County uh, game. Well, God forbid Washington County spend any money whatsoever to find decent people to fill top positions. Look what happened at the Board of Education. You know, they went from Clayton Wilcox, Wilcox to Board, Boyd Michael. And I don't even want to begin to get into that discussion because you and I could talk. And it's not a, I'm not saying anything negative about Boyd Michael, but Clayton Wilcox was of a, of a different caliber than Boyd Michael. And, and that's beginning to show quite clearly. I mean, you wouldn't have Clayton Wilcox um, playing tax collector for people who can't pay, you know, these families that can't pay for <laughs> these school lunches or they're overdue. I mean, that's just, $45,000. Boyd Michael, Boyd Michael is the representative that the elected school board desired to have in that position. Right. And they, they didn't spend any okay. money. To they did, they did not desire to have Clayton Wilcox in that position. 
Boy Michael no. is the elected. It, it was a you know was awarded that position by the elected uh, school board. Um, so that's where your that's where that decision was made. So if you know, and this is not disparagement against Boy Michael. I think he is a he's a competent administrator. Um, our our county school system, you know, it's it, it's been released recently about their some of the financial struggles that they're 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 facing. Um, it's not going to get any better. So we need someone who is uh, above just being an administrator, and you know. Hopefully, uh, Mr. Michael is more than competent for for that position, but the school board's the ultimate one that's going to pay the penalty if he fought, if he fails, along with the students within our our community system. Well, I think that the county could spend a little bit of money to reexamine their options and take a hard look and make that decision amongst the commissioners and say, look. Let's reevaluate this. It's been six months and or more, nine months, and we got to take a good hard look of where we are, where we come from since Greg Murray's departure, the reorganization of the entire county, some of the salary bumps, what's happening, and think about initiating a national search and say, thank you very much, Mr. Slocum. You were an excellent placeholder for the time being. However, your skills are not matched to the job description of which you hold, and it's time to find somebody who is more competent and who can execute the responsibilities and turn the community back to where it was. And I, I, I think that I don't think it's going to happen, Henry, but you never know. I mean, they could take a good hard look, and some of the commissioners might be listening to this show and say, oh, well, there's the light bulb, but probably not. But anyway, well, I, I just don't see any of the names that have put in for commissioner um, broaching that subject at, at this point. Yeah, you're right. I agree with you. Um, but who knows who's going to run? Um, so maybe you'll we'll, relocate and you, you'll throw your hat in the ring. <laughs> That's yeah, right. So it, people yeah. can control the the direct outcome of what happens with county government if they run for commissioner. It takes three new commissioners to sack Rob Slocum and send him packing to maybe back to the engineering department or somewhere else. That's all it would take. Take three new commissioners to get rid of Rob Slocum, at least on the surface. And I'm sure there's some contractual. Uh, okay, that, that, that's, that's uh, about uh, a quarter inch deep, maybe an eighth inch deep. There, it would take a lot more because there well, needs to be valid reasons to support your community decisions so that's yeah i that i i I don't i want to i don't want i'm just saying that on the surface but it could you know there could be there could be some movement with some new commissioners so anyway we'll wrap up there good discussion tonight um and somebody well i got somebody calling in let's see i have a caller who's calling in Hey Ryan, this is Sterling. Oh, hey buddy, how are you? I'm sorry, I'm gonna. I apologize. You called at the tail end of the show, and we're just not gonna have time. But we'll we'll catch up again. Okay. Okay, sorry. That was another person calling in. That was Sterling, who's running for county commissioner. 
Um, Sterling Sanders, good guy. Anyway, Henry, yeah, I appreciate I, I, I've seen your stuff. Yeah. Henry, thanks always. I appreciate your time on a Sunday night. And uh, you and I need to get together over dinner sometime soon and we'll talk. But uh, yeah, thanks for, your, thanks for doing this. I, I always appreciate your input. Well, thanks for inviting me, Ryan. You have a good evening, what's left of it. And you saved me from a movie on the Hallmark Channel. So I really appreciate it. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks okay. again. All righty, everybody. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. Next week on the show, I'm going to have Montgomery County Councilman Steve Silverman, and we're going to talk about Montgomery County politics. Have a good week, everybody.